Welcome back to the 76 Capital Leadership Series. I'm your producer, James Santor. We have another episode this week. This is our second episode of the week because we have so many exciting announcements going on in the world of 76 Capital. We have Tim Cabral on. Tim is the former CFO of Viva Systems. Viva is a public company. They're based in Silicon Valley. And Tim brings a wealth of experience with him. So we're excited to have him on the team. And he shares his entire career and what he's so excited for to be working with 76 Capital on the Leadership Series of Wayne. So enjoy the show and have a great weekend. RushOrderTees.com has been Philadelphia's number one customer apparel company since 2002. Whether you need one or a thousand shirts, Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Start designing online today in their online design studio or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. That's RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Welcome to the 76 Capital Leadership Series. My name is Wayne Kimmel, and I'm your host and also managing partner of 76 Capital. And I am really excited for today's show. But before we get started, I just want to make sure that we talk about the things that we really, really care about at 76 Capital, which is making sure that we reach out and we touch all the great entrepreneurs, executives, and athletes that are really thinking about the next, next thing in sports, we want to talk with you. We want to hear from you. Please reach out to us on social media. You can reach out to me at Wayne Kimmel across all the social media channels and our great producer, James Santor, at James Santor. Always a great follow, someone we want to make sure that you, you follow him as well. And just 76 Capital in general, if you're looking for an opportunity to reach out to us, to work for our portfolio companies, or you potentially have an opportunity that you think is really incredible let us know. We would love to talk with you. And of course, on our 76 Capital Leadership Series, what do we do? We bring on executives, entrepreneurs, athletes to talk about what's next in sports. And that's what we're going to do today. Let's get started. We have a great guest today. His name is Tim Cabral. Tim is the former CFO of Viva Systems. It is a company that is valued at over $38 billion. The stock is trading at $250 a share, and Tim was there from the beginning. Can't wait to hear that story. But what is Tim doing today? He's involved with us at 76 Capital as a venture partner on the venture capital side of 76 Capital and also a strategic advisor for the 76 Capital sports advisory business. So I am super excited to welcome Tim Cabral, to our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Welcome, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. I'm excited to, to be here and excited to be part of the team at 76 Capital. Well, we're excited to have you and all the amazing things that you've done, the all the experience that you have in business. We're excited to bring your knowledge from a financial perspective, from a um, management perspective, from a technology perspective, to all of the things that we do in the sports tech industry at 76 Capital. I mean, whether it's from the, the sports tech side, the esports side, and, and of course, what's happening within the sports betting industry. So Tim, what we do on our 76 Capital Leadership Series is we play a little bit of, I don't want to call it, this is your life, but a little bit of like, love to hear a little of your background. Um, and of course, before maybe before we get into your background, if you're watching our show on YouTube or IGTV, you can see Tim's background. 
And the background is amazing. So you got a basketball back there. You have an, a, a San Francisco 49ers <laughs> helmet. Talk a little bit about maybe where you're calling it or you're, you're dialing in from and uh, what's with the, the, the all that stuff behind you. Yeah, so I'm in here in the beautiful East Bay, east of San Francisco, um, where I've lived my entire life. I grew up in, in Marin County, went to school at Santa Clara University in the Silicon Valley. And my wife and, uh, and I have lived out here in the East Bay uh, for nearly 30 years. So really enjoyed my, my Bay Area roots, as they say, Wayne. Well, you know, talk about your your roots um, and and growing up in 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 the area. Um, did you did you play sports? Were there? Did you have? You know, were you in a? Did you have? Um, you know, who were some were some of your teams? What, did you always like the, the the teams in the Bay Area? Yeah, I would say that um, you know, as a young boy in the seventies, I was attracted to the Pittsburgh Steelers because they were always winning. So I do remember early in my journey of being, uh, you know, a fan, it was the Steelers. And then when Bill Walsh and Joe Montana came over to the San Francisco 49ers, um, I said, wow, we have a local team that actually can be really good as well. And so I've had a love affair for the last 40 plus years with the San Francisco 49ers. I grew up in Marin, as I said, Wayne. So more of a San Francisco Giants fan than an Oakland A's fan, but I'm not a Giants fan who despises the A's. You know, you have some of those types of fans. I, I think the A's are, are a good organization, a good team, uh, but I'm more partial to the National League, I guess. And then certainly the Golden State Warriors and, um, uh, and the San Jose Sharks as they came into fruition, you know, during my fandom, I guess you could say. So, I love everything sports. Growing up in the Bay Area over the 50 plus years that I've grown up, Wayne, we've seen the A's do very well. The Giants had a little dynasty. The Niners had a couple of long periods of dynasty. And certainly more recently, the Warriors have been really fun to watch. So uh, blessed from that perspective, I would have to say from a sports fan. I'd love to also understand from your vantage point, how much KD and Steph and the and Andre Iguodala and the other players, um, you know, and and Steve Kerr, who you know, on the goal and and the owners of the Golden State Warriors, how that influenced Silicon Valley um, during during that time and and continuing to right now. There's um, I don't know what book this is from Wayne, but there's this idea of the adjacent possible, which means that. You learn from someone in a completely different walk of life, in a completely different industry, in a completely different organization. You learn something about yourself that you didn't think you knew. Um, And that diversity of thinking um, is amazing. So uh, that would be my take on it, Wayne. I'm sure it's bigger and greater than I'm even saying in terms of the impact of the Silicon Valley um, and the the entrepreneurs and the, the executives that are that are running the many companies that are here. But that's the way I think about it, Wayne. We met through the other founder of, of Via Systems, Matt, Matt Wallach. Wallach. <laughs> and Matt was a, a Philly guy at the time, uh, still is. And that's how we originally connected. And, and I remember, you know, Matt telling me when he was starting the company what Viva was going to be and, and he and what P and Peter were going to build and maybe share with with our audience you know what Viva you know what what it started as what it's really become now 
um, because it's it's an, it's just I mean the story from zero to 38 40 billion dollar company is incredible but um it, and it, it's it's and, and I got to tell you and it's also very inspiring to to entrepreneurs out there I mean who, who really get to learn the story so Wayne um, what's really interesting so a little bit of backdrop so Peter and Matt um, the two founders of Viva didn't know each other before Viva they were connected through um, some of the early investors of Viva um, they also lived on separate coasts, Peter out here on the West Coast, and Matt, to your point, was in Philly at the time. And so that is not the typical foundation to build a company. Usually it's, you know, a couple of college buddies get together or a couple of work colleagues get together that know each other um, and have worked with each other. But Peter and Matt, um, the, the amazing part is that they were able to connect and to um, work well. Now, the vision originally was we wanted to take the Salesforce platform, their, their force.com platform, and build applications into industries where Salesforce really wasn't um, either strong in or couldn't penetrate, like life sciences, because you actually have to build specific functionality and you have to run the company in a way that you could it, it, at any day be audited by the FDA um, or like body around the world. And so Salesforce looking at a horizontal customer relationship management opportunity, didn't wanna slow the company down to go deep in specific industries. And so the idea was let's find those industries where we can extend and build CRM applications and potentially other applications um, to start to build a company. And what Peter would tell you if he was on here, which is, you know, I think all entrepreneurs think about this, and it's hard to believe in hindsight as you go through the statistics of what Viva has become today. Peter didn't think this was going to succeed. Peter thought, hey, this, this could go out of business at any time um, in the next month, in the next quarter. And so that focus, that, um, you know, bar that he set, like, look, we got to be better 90 days from now than we are today. And what are we going to do? What are the things we're going to get after? Um, was really cool. Now, what we became as we as we sort of got into the commercial operations side of the life sciences, mostly pharmaceutical and biotech companies, is there's an amazing amount of cloud oper cloud application opportunity within life science. We just built better cloud applications and were somewhat in the replacement parts business. It, it wasn't more complicated than that. Now, what is incredibly complicated is building great software, is building great customer relationships, and is building a company that over the last 13 years has become somewhat essential to an industry that today, especially as we're still in the pandemic a little bit, Wayne, there may not be an industry in the world more important than the life sciences industry right now in terms of healthcare, healthcare delivery, drug manufacturing, drug delivery. I mean, look at what we've been able to accomplish on vaccine distribution and vaccine manufacturing in the last year and a half. It's absolutely amazing. And Viva's lucky to call all of those um, vaccine manufacturers, customers, and partners in the journey. And so we started in commercial operations in pharma and biotech. 
we started to build our own platform and applications on the R&D side or the development side. And we've been able to make, um, you know, we've been able to be successful in helping our customers get more effective, more compliant, um, and do things in a much better way in commercial and clinical and regulatory quality uh, and safety. Um, so it's been, you know, look, you would want to have written the book that is the story of Viva. We actually were able to live it. And I do think there are entrepreneurs that can definitely learn from the story around staying focused on the mission, staying connected to the mission, making sure you don't chase too many things at the same time, surrounding yourself with people who are connected to the mission that can really help you. Um, and, and then look, being humble about it, being having a level of humility such that people are attracted and want you to succeed. What kind of attracted you or what made you interested in wanting to be involved with us at 76 Capital? I would have to say, and you and I have talked about this a bit, while I was a fan and I, you know, I remember on my little 13 inch black and white TV in my room back in the late seventies, early eighties, you know, watching sports center on this fledgling network called ESPN back in the day, I loved everything sports, but I didn't have any idea how organizations in and around sports were run. And so that fascinated me. And then the other thing, and I talked to um, uh, one of the entrepreneurs uh, in your portfolio company, I think it was Nerd Street Gamers you connected me to, and the statistics around esports and sports gaming um, were amazing to me. I always grew up on a baseball diamond, on a basketball court, you know, playing in the in the front yard, playing football on the asphalt, you know, those sort of things. That's not, I mean, you can't say the hard streets of Marin County and, and be credible, Lane, but you know what I mean, right? So the 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 idea of how sports have evolved over the time that I've been a fan is is amazing to me. And then you put in sports betting and sports technology. And I was incredibly fascinated with not only being a fan, but understanding how things are run. And then back to what I was talking about earlier in terms of the adjacent possible, I, I do think, and you asked a very good question, sort of how has Silicon Valley gotten better by watching the Warriors at some level, the hope is that the reverse is also true. How do sports businesses get better by learning from people who have been in more traditional industries like technology, software, financial services, um, industrials, pharmaceutical, whatever? So um, that that's the hope. The hope is that there could be some adjacent learning, if you will, um, or some thought-provoking conversations. And so the diversity of what 76 does to what my career had been with the connective tissue of Matt and in and around sports was really the attractant for me and 76 Capital. And then I met you and met Chad and met the team there. And it was like, wow, you know, this this could be some some really fun. I hope they're patient with me as I ask a bunch of dumb questions. But this could be really fun. And so that's why I'm really excited about it. You know, in your in your time now, it's been a couple months, you've got an opportunity to meet a few of our CEOs. Um, 
we can't wait till we do all this in person at some point soon. But just you know, talking on on whether it's on the phone or different you know video calls, you know what what's been your impression of the of the industry, the opportunities, um, you know, maybe even just thinking of just all of your experiences and seeing some you know super growth businesses that you've been involved with. Do you see similar types of opportunities in the sports industry? I do. For sure. I, I would say that there's probably three things, Wayne, that that I've sort of reflected on as I think about the early journey and the early connections. Um, number one, the passion and the connection to the mission that the entrepreneurs that I've been able to engage with have for their company and the impact that they're trying to make is, is really exciting, really, really exciting. And what I'm saying is, mission-driven passion that I've found in the entrepreneurs that I've engaged with in terms of what they're trying to accomplish, Wayne, is is palpable. That's number one. Um, Number two, we're in the very, very early innings of something that uh, could grow into into an amazing industry. Actually, I believe that this will grow into an amazing number of industries, not just one single industry. I think that's the, the the fluidity of sports, if you will. There's so many things. Talking to Dan on your team, um, you know, there's so many connective things that I never even thought of. It's it's amazing to sort of think through those things. So being in the early innings of something generates its own excitement. Being on the ground floor of something enables such a cool excitement. And then the third thing I would say is. I think your entrepreneurs have a deep understanding for the impact they can make. And it's not just about the specific thing they're doing or the customers they're engaged with. When I talk to your entrepreneurs, they think a little bit, you know, when they can dream and step back from the day in and day out operating of a company or an early stage company, this idea of this can be something pretty big. And I think that's exciting, the impact that they can make. So this idea of mission-driven passion, I've found, this idea of early stage and the excitement that that creates, and this idea of the impact that they can make um, in their own way is, is awesome. And things that I saw in my journey over the 31 years I was in operating roles. Planning your next corporate event or need branding apparel for your business? RushorderTees.com is Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Give them a call today at 1-800-620-1233 or start designing online in their state-of-the-art design studio at RushOrderTees.com. You know, Tim, you know, one of the things that is fascinating in the sports industry today is the fact that there's opportunities to build and grow businesses at the at the stage that 76 Capital invests in and really build the next next thing, whether that's in sports tech, esports, sports betting, just the overall sports industry. And then at the same time, we are experiencing this unbelievable growth of this thing called the SPACs out there, right? So you have you know, according to Sportico, there's over 100 sports and entertainment SPACs that they keep a list of. Then you have the companies that are now public, the DraftKings of the world that are, you know, 20 plus billion dollar businesses that are public, have only been public 
you know, almost a year now. You have the deal like Penn National Gaming and what they did with Barstool Sports. You have Peloton as part of the NASDAQ 100. I mean, these are things that have happened so quickly over the last year. And now Wall Street is in the sports game. In many cases, sort of for the first time um, at, 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 at this level. I mean, they certainly were, you know, involved with the, some of the media companies, et cetera. But you know, your experience, you know, I'm wondering, you know, I want to know sort of your experience with dealing with the Wall Street banks and bankers and investors. And, you know, it's just from, from my perspective as a venture capitalist, I'm just so excited to see their excitement about what we're doing now. Um, what has been your relationship with the, the analysts, the researchers, the investors at that really high institutional level? Yeah, yeah, I would I would have to say, Wayne, over the last sort of seven and a half years that I was at Viva, that the investor relations um, was a big part of my role. Um, and now I had never uh, done that before. I'd never been in an investor relations seat. I had never taken a company public in the CFO seat. I had been at public companies and watched, you know, in most cases, my boss, who was the CFO, sort of engage with Wall Street at some level. Um, so for me, and again, much like I talked about earlier in terms of my, uh, my early journey with 76 Capital, learning something new is always, I think in general, that drives the human race, but it certainly drives me in terms of learning something new and, and being curious has been an attribute. Um, uh, somewhat, I don't know if I've turned that into a skill, but I think it's an attribute that I've always had is asking a lot of questions. Um, so as I think about Wall Street, the thing that I think about, I guess, as I, I listen to you, because I, I do agree, I think what's happening is, and cycles are moving so much faster today. I think that's what technology has created, is the ability for cycles to move much faster than they did a decade ago, two decades ago, three decades ago. So um, things that you didn't think um, anyone knew about, all of a sudden, you know, because it's on social media or it's starting to get a lot of press, all of a sudden, six months later, it becomes mainstream. How does something become mainstream in six months? It's like amazing. That's so. I agree with you. Now, as I think about Wall Street, so I we had um, a number of really good sell side analysts that covered Viva. Very productive relationships. I, I call most of the ones that covered Viva friends um, because I learned so much from them. But at the end of the day, they're people like you and I. They are looking to understand the story. They're looking to be connected to the mission. They're looking to understand how you build a business and how you grow that business and make an impact to your customers. So met a lot of great sell side people, certainly met a lot of buy side. So on the institutional side from an investor, whether it was analysts or portfolio managers. And I never, um, people would, my IR person who would, connect me with these folks or schedule me with these folks would always laugh because I would you know, take the first 15 minutes of the precious hour that they had to understand Viva and I would hijack the meeting and ask them questions. What do you see in the market? Who do you like? What's going on? You know, what are you hearing? Um, and then I would turn the, turn the table over to them so they could actually do what the meeting was intended for, Wayne, which was learning more about Viva and getting to know me, but I always did that because um, I wanted to build a relationship because I thought of these folks as people. 
if they're connected to the people at Viva, if they're connected to the journey Viva's on, and if they can understand the narrative and what we're trying to accomplish with our customers, they're going to be better investors and or on the sell side, Wayne, they're going to represent Viva to investors much better. And so, you know, look, whether or not I did it well, um, I don't know. You can ask other people about that. But that was what I tried to do. And I would say is, as to a sports entrepreneur, um, you know, treat them as people, bring them into the fold, talk to them about the business you're trying to build, ask them questions about what they think about the business. Um, because you can learn so much from the, the experience and the pattern recognition that both sell side and buy side had. So I, I, I really enjoyed that part of the job. Now, look, I was incredibly blessed with being able to be the mouthpiece of an amazing company like Viva. We had, when I was at the CFO, we had 28 quarters in a row of beat and raise results. So somewhat my job was relatively easy in terms of representing such an amazing company. Um, but I took it very, very seriously around relationship building um, and making sure people understood who I was, what I thought, um, and what we were trying to accomplish at Viva. And people were very receptive to that. Well, as we start to wind down our, our, our talk here today, Tim, on our 76 Capital Leadership Series, we have Tim Cabral, the former CFO of Viva Systems. I mean, has shared so much with us. So excited that you're going to be with us at 76 Capital as a venture partner, as a, as a strategic um, advisor at 76 Capital, our sports advisory business. I mean, you know, you just hit on something about people and, and it's something that, um, you know, as you know, is something that's very important to us as we talk about all the time at 76 Capital. We want to work with, we want to invest in, we want to partner with entrepreneurs that are smart, that are nice, and then truly have this big, big, big vision to, to change the world or do something really amazing within the industry. Um, what does that mean to you um, in, in about, you know, kind of what you want to do? You mentioned for the next 15 years and, and do good in the world. I know that's something that, it, that it certainly resonates with you as well. Yeah, we, um, we had a set of values like every company has at Viva. And I would say that, you know, if you ask me about PeopleSoft, I would say the same thing. Um, this idea of doing the right thing, um, being ethical, um, you know, Peter would say, if you had to explain a decision that you made to your mom or your dad or someone that, you know, outside of the company that, that you highly respected, you know, how would that conversation go? And thinking about that in the, in the heat of the decision-making process, Wayne, I think is super important. Now, for me, I would say beyond the um, uh, the Viva journey, which as you uh, recounted and I did as well, was just amazing. Um, and I was so happy for it to be sort of the penultimate uh, part of my operating career. The other thing that I did over the last seven years with, with a college mate of mine was build a mentoring program for student athletes at Santa Clara University. And what really drove the excitement there, Wayne, was seeing amazing young adults who have two full-time jobs between the years of 18 and 22, uh, being a student full-time and being an athlete full-time, and they have no 
time to really think about the next chapter. And at Santa Clara, less than 1% of student athletes pursue their sport after school. So they're all going to have a next chapter, but they've done very little work to do it. And so my classmate, Ted, and I um, helped build this Bronco network. And, and that was incredibly fulfilling. And it, it proved to me sort of or created the thesis for this next chapter, Lane, which is figuring out how I can give back to different cohorts of people in a way that I'm helping and potentially impacting the journey that they're on. And so whether it's the sports advisory side of 76 or whether it's the entrepreneurs that run the great companies that are that 76 is a partner with and invested in, um, or whether it's people that you know, are peers of mine who are maybe four, five, six, 10 years behind me in their journey. I get more out of those conversations and interactions than the people that I engage in, even though the whole idea is, hey, Tim, help me out, right? It, it's amazing. It's this idea of paying it forward um, that's coming to fruition. And you know, I'm sure, look, I'm blessed because I'm in a position to be able to do this. Um, but I, I, I really want to take it seriously and do it well. And 76 Capital is an area that I'm, that I'm excited about. Again, I'm a sports fan. And so I love everything sports, being a part of that, being able to help where I can, um, whether it's the advisory side or the entrepreneurs, Wayne, um, being able to just you know, think about things a little bit differently. I think that's what I bring a bit to the equation of your business, which is a new set of eyes. Hey, I look at it through this lens, you look at it through that lens. Can we learn from each other? Those those will be the rich moments that you and Chad and Dan and and the entrepreneurs that are on the team and I will have, I hope, over the coming years as we stay connected. So super excited about, you know, when you offered me the opportunity, I said, Wayne, you know who I am. You know I don't know anything about this stuff. Um, I, I'm just, I'm humbled that you think I can add value. And, I, I, you know, put me to work. I'm looking to, to see how I can add value. It's all about doing business with the right kinds of people. And that's why we're so excited to have you, Tim, on our team now at 76 Capital. And it's been great having you as a guest on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed it, Wayne. Thank you for the questions and the time and looking forward to staying, you know, being connected and adding value here at 76 Capital. Absolutely. Again, great having Tim as our guest on our 76 Capital Leadership Series and stay tuned for the rest of the great episodes that we're going to have here on our 76 Capital Leadership Series as we bring on the entrepreneurs, the executives and the athletes who are doing the next next thing in the sports industry. Have a great day. In Philadelphia, reputation is key. No one knows that better than RushOrderTees.com. RushOrderTees has proudly printed high-quality custom apparel in Philly since they started in 2002. They take printing as seriously as their love for Philly sports, cheesesteaks, and that statue outside the art museum. No matter the order size or deadline, RushOrderTees has you covered. Start your design today online or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel.